Hi everyone and welcome back to the Teacher Cast episode 40, which is kind of wild. Uh, congratulations, Haley, because you've been here for all 40 of them pretty much. I know. Uh, either solo or with guests or with me. So congratulations and thank you everyone that's listening because without listeners, this wouldn't have made it past the first episode. So <laughs> thank you all so much for continuing to come back and listen and enjoy I know that um, people really resonated with the the last two weeks worth of uh, episodes where we talked about the standard application form. So if that's the kind of stuff you like, be sure to keep listening because we like to pick topics that are quite relevant to the time when the the episode is coming out. Like, for example, today we are talking about interviews because I know it is is the season to be not so jolly Um, with interview season. I don't envy any of you this is the first year where I'm not doing it so I don't envy you at all but uh, as I say thank you so much for everyone coming back and listening again if you do enjoy what we do here at the teacher cast be sure to follow us and rate us and do all those kind of things on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and anywhere else that you get your podcasts uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram. I am at Mr. Underscore Moontour underscore. Haley is at the teacher student and our podcast page is at the teacher cast. And by following the three pages, you will be up to date with everything to do with the teacher cast, as well as what's going on uh, outside of the podcast for both myself and Haley. So yeah. uh, Haley, how are you? Welcome back for another week. <laughs> oh, God, Adam, I uh, it's only Monday recording this and I'm already tired. Like, you know, it is, <laughs> I feel you. It, I feel you. It's just such a busy time of the year, like, you know, standard application forms, you know, standardized tests, reports sports day school tours are coming up you're trying to keep a lid on everything so yeah it's just been mental and my list is always growing but you know what it's pretty good this weekend I actually didn't really touch schoolwork which I'm quite proud of um, well done yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's actually quite a big achievement like yeah. I only this year is the first year where I really got good at like not doing any schoolwork like yeah. the odd time I do a countess but that would be like no, we didn't have the time either, which helped. But like still, yeah. um, I can appreciate that that is actually, ironically, it takes a lot of effort to not do schoolwork at the weekend. Yeah, and like the standardised tests now are kind of over. I've corrected them for the most part. They just need to be like double checked by like you mm-hmm. know, senior members of staff. Like each year group has a different teacher that'll check over them. So then I have to input just mats on Aladdin and then I suppose I have another crow park I think this week. So I guess then I will find out um you know more about report cards. No one's really talking about it at all in my school anyway, but I know for some people they get them done pretty early. Um but anyways, look, I'll I'm going to cross that bridge when I come to it. Um otherwise my weekend was grand. The weather's getting a bit warmer, which is lovely. Uh, it was one of my friend's birthdays so I went over to her house over the weekend and we've got Domino's and oh my god I'm so excited all the Harry Potter movies are now on Netflix so oh, interesting know, yeah so I was delighted about that so um yeah like I know all the words pretty much to the Chamber of Secrets but I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan Adam but um yeah. I'm not really like I'm not against them but I was just never like a stan yeah. do you know what I just never really got into them but also I have nothing against those yeah. who do I'm one of those anti anti Harry Potter people I, I just mean. very indifferent yeah I just I've never won these people that are into any of these kind of like do you know like Lord of the Rings or 
do you know like whatever mm-hmm. people whatever people are like oh yeah you have to love that or something like but it's just the one thing that i got into as a child i guess yeah. so um they're just easy to have on in the background you know so i'm delighted about that and yeah yeah we're, we're actually watching one of the harry potter movies in school at lunchtime so yeah it's nice um, nice yeah how was your weekend um my weekend was good like you you all know my weekend at this point really it's chill friday go to the library saturday chill sunday that's very oh, much my weekends at the moment but yeah. um no as you say like it's report season um i am in the thick of it now at the moment um our reports are due the 2nd of june um well we finished for the summer on the 23rd of june i know some schools are done the 30th so that does kind of um work but we'll say tomorrow now sorry today as you're listening to this uh i have croke park specifically to do reports so like the junior for team will come together and chat about like just like the phrasing of things and so they were not necessarily standardized but that we're all working towards the same kind of goal and you know what do we consider like a three out of five on the sliding scale of things you're not going to wait just so we have kind of a common picture because uh we don't want to be going against what we're saying with each other but i have done the boxes of all of my kids i say all my kids all 15 of my kids (laughs) i have done the boxes so i still have to do the comments you know do you know the the one to five the sliding scale i've done them for my 15 kids now i'll go back over them and probably change them again but i have them done once over anyway which is good um besides that nothing too major and getting ready next week um we have the incoming junior infants coming to say hello which is really exciting um i don't know where i'll be next year i'm hoping i know i'm going to be in the school but i don't know where i'm going to be in terms of class so i'm hoping i'll be in juniors again um so if i do get to meet them ahead of time that would actually be fab but we'll see how that goes that will i should know in the next week to two weeks really what class i have next year oh that's exciting besides that uh, yeah it's very it's a weird feeling to be in that state of mind rather than just being like this is your class take it or leave it basically but um and besides that i'm getting ready this thursday i have an epv day Mm -hmm. because i'm very lucky i'm speaking at the test ed makerspace conference in ucc um it's a conference um um organized by my supervisor for my thesis mm-hmm. uh, i won't name her in case i'm not allowed <laughs> but um so i'm speaking at that about my thesis because um there's elements of gender studies involved in the conference but the conference is mainly about design thinking which mm-hmm. is a kind of newer uh kind of way of thinking with regards problem solving right. and it's kind of this kind of cycle it's it's a it's a whole thing i'll probably explain it another time but basically because i'm using that to create a resource as part of my thesis um that's what the whole conference is about it's on all this week in ucc and it's being beamed all over the world wow. so no pressure or anything <laughs> oh my god your work might get so, published you never know you never know oh my goodness i might have to go to fail or something i might have to follow in your footsteps Haley. um but i yeah so i've taken um an epv day because there's no other leave that i could take to go to this conference but it's fine it means that i can the conference is in the my part of the conference is in the morning and then i can do a bit of reports and stuff and uh, i get dinner out of it in the evening (laughs) so i'm not complaining and it'll break up my week a little bit which is nice you know so besides that it's busy you know with end of year and everything and 
my thesis is due the 7th of June, which is obviously my prerogative. And I'm sure everyone will be delighted to see the back of it because I haven't stopped talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be glad to see the back of it now. But besides that, no, busy but good. Haley, as you know, uh, you literally caught me at the end of a run to see if we could record earlier than normal. <laughs> so Haley caught me in an awful state. She texts me and I voice noted her back literally... <laughs> out of breath it looked like I'd ran from someone who was trying to jump me like it was ridiculous but I just come back running the Cork City 10k on the 4th of June so I was out running this evening I ran nine and a half k so we're nearly at the 10. That first um, week in June for you Adam there's a lot of deadlines. Chaos listen <laughs> weirdly first of June the ju- new junior infants are coming to visit second of june June reports are due fourth of june is the run and then the seventh of june is the thesis (laughs) and june is pride month and i so and i have lots of content planned for pride month Mm -hmm. so i am going to be up the walls i also have three concerts going on in the midst of all this is what i need to go to one is next week i'm going to see my therapist ghosted me in the marquee in cork And then I have two more in June then. I'm sure I'll talk about them closer to time. But I'm yeah, go- anyway. I'm going to two <laughs> concerts. the dilemma of my busy life. I'm going to two um, concerts in June too, Adam. I'm going to Florence and the Machine and Harry Styles. Oh, cool. I've got, I have the 1975. They're right. playing in Irish Independent Park or Musgrave Park for the, the rugby fans amongst us. And uh, then I'm going to see Mimi Webb in the Marquee. Oh, very nice. People who know know that like the marquee is where a lot of the like uh, June, May and June is a big time for the marquee. It's yeah. like this kind of festival of life at the marquee where they just have a run of so many concerts and things. Yeah. Like they're giving away tickets to stuff on 2FM this week at the moment to loads of like stuff on the marquee. Like they gave yeah. away tickets to Mimi Webb today. They have like Joe, Jenny Green in the concert orchestra from... Um, what are they called, RT, and there's just loads. So Cork is a buzz in June, which is great. But uh, I suppose we get to the point of yeah. we're here rather than just rambling. But so this week we are talking about interviews because, as I said, tis the season to not be jolly. It's interview season. As I said, I don't envy those of you going through it. Um, Me being one of them. <laughs> Yeah, you being one of them, Haley. This is my first year, really. Like last year, I had a couple of like informal interviews as part of the panel, but I suppose this is my first year where I don't have to worry about getting a job. And um, I, I'm not gonna lie, it's lovely. I know from preparing in the last few years and like doing the mock interviews and Instagram and things like that, like interviews are hard, but yeah. also very doable if you prepare correctly I think so like what myself and Hayley have said that we're we've kind of written down a few areas that come up pretty much in every interview and we're just going to chat about our experiences or what we might say in those situations we're not experts we don't get paid for this don't take our word as bible but you know you might resonate with a few of these points and at the end we just have a few general tips um about interviews in general and just yeah hopefully some of this will resonate with you and if afterwards you're like what did he mean by that or what did she mean by that just send us a message on instagram and we will probably answer it in dms but we will also probably answer it on this podcast again the following week so um i suppose the first area is uh qualifications and experience so you always get asked this at the beginning of an interview so Haley, like what would be like you're in the depths of it at the moment I'm preparing mm. for interviews like what would be your way of approaching this area of like questioning about qualifications and experience yeah I suppose like I know it is a really busy time um 
and like I should be prepping more for interviews but I just haven't like if I haven't got a date in the diary I'm just like you know what I'm dealing with standardized tests or report cards but anyways I probably this is the first time now I've opened this little book that I had since last year and so anyway um yeah so if I was asked about um like my qualifications or experience or you know you, you get that general open-ended question like tell me about yourself and you're kind of like oh God, like, where do I begin, you know? But I always kind of start off talking about, like, obviously my name and where I'm from. And then I, I generally go back as far as my leave insert. And I say, like, you know, teaching was always something that I wanted to do. And I talk about, you know, I didn't unfortunately get the points of my leave insert. And then I went to study in Maynooth. And then I, I would mention, like, one or two sentences about me living away. And that, you know, I got lots of skills. And then apply for Hibernia and then I kind of I bring it up to that point and like you there'd be no problem mentioning any other like volunteer work that you have um you know anything that like any rewarding experiences that you've had um you know if you've been like um like a camp leader or like if you work with children like this is a perfect opportunity to kind of mention that but not go into too much detail um, and I think like just making sure that you're applying your qualifications and experience to the questions that are asked, do you know? Um, so like that's that's my kind of take on it. It's short and sweet, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Like there's definitely a lot you can put into this question. And like like you said, Hayley, you're you're talking about your teaching journey from like when that starts. And like for you, Hayley, like you say, that teaching journey started when you didn't get the points in your leaving search, you know, yeah. like that is when your teaching journey started yeah. just because you didn't begin your teacher education at that moment. Yeah. So like, yes, you don't want to be going back way back when I was born in one, <laughs> like we don't, we don't, no offense, we don't care. Yeah. Like we don't like, but you know, you could say, you know, I like for me now, someone, I suppose this is why it's great. Me and Haley are coming at it from different angles because Haley went the the more the scenic way. route. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I did. It's a lovely. Way. I, I don't mean it in a negative signs. way at all. By the way, there's no right or wrong way no. to go about this. But I suppose, like Haley went through doing an undergrad and then coming back to it, whereas I went through, I suppose, the more traditional route. I suppose <laughs> of like leaving cert, BA, yeah. the teach. CAO way. The CAO way. That's a great way of putting yeah. it. So, like for me, I would be like, yeah, I did my leaving cert and got the points. I went to Mary Immaculate College between this year and this year. Uh, where I obtained if you're if like if you're happy with your results you can use them to your advantage do you know what I mean mm-hmm. you know I like for me now I would say yeah where I obtained t- an overall 2-1 degree a second class honours um one whatever way you say that in words a mm-hmm. uh, degree and a first class honours in my certificate in religion I went on to teach uh you know like for me I would say I went on to sub in a very a various amount of schools in Kerry before securing a maternity leave in blah 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 school um where I was there for six months part of that time included me teaching online due to the first lockdown the COVID-19 pandemic uh which definitely improved my you know my internet literacy as well as my flexibility and adaptability you know you're just kind of putting those little nuggets of how unreal you are without them asking you know because they are going to ask you about your flexibility and adaptability later on so you might as well like sprinkle them in so you can just kind of talk through your teaching career you know i had this post where i taught this class these are a few things i got up to and so on and so forth like you don't want to be out of forever but you know you could you can take two minutes at this question like if you want i also find with this question it's it's where you kind of get your personality in straight away from the get-go because i just find like you know 
like I talk about like how I always wanted to work with children and I even mention like I'd say I'll slide in that I used to work in Build-A-Bear and I used to dress up as the bear and like you know I just knew then it was for me and like when they hear that then like immediately they start laughing and it's just like because it's funny it's hilarious and like I've been saying this to people who have been doing interviews lately because in my school we've had interviews lately and um I've been saying to them I was like you don't need to go in there as a comedian but like yeah if you're having the banter, having a little joke with them, that's great because, yeah. like I say, you don't have to go in there trying to make a joke. But like no. at the end of the that day, it is an interview, true. but it's also a way of them seeing how personable you are and how yeah. well you might mesh with the staff. Yeah. So they're not going to hire a robot. So like, no. yes, take it very seriously, but also be able to like banter a little bit because that's important too. Like for me, I would also include like any bits that I'm like, I want you to know this. So I'd be like, in my previous post, I helped coordinate Active Week. I, you know, like as, as someone who's a sporting background, I would make sure that that was kind of at the center of what I'm saying to begin with, because that would be my kind of USP as a teacher is that I have sport. That's my niche. That's what I'm bringing. Yeah. Like Hayley, with you, you have your art, um, especially this year, you have yeah. your art club. You know, I know you have other bits as well to add into it, but in terms of a right here, right now, yeah. um, you know, and you kind of want to put in those little USPs, those unique selling points like early days. Yeah, totally. I suppose another so the next, popular... the next point, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Another popular question that comes up is a, the ethos question. And I suppose you need to be really prepared for this because like yeah. if you're going for an educate together school, you need to know their ethos. If you're going for a Catholic school, you need to know their ethos. Same again with CNS schools. But for a Catholic um school, you should, basically say that you want the children to build a living relationship with god how you would implement religion into your everyday practice whether that's daily prayers you know um you know children getting their personality into like the sacred space like whether that's through artwork prayers people they want to pray for um and also mentioning the growing up program and that you're really familiar with this and um like I, again keep this short and sweet like it doesn't need to be this five minute rant um mm-hmm. just like say you're happy to take a sacramental class but don't say you'd be happy to take communion a communion class if you're going for a senior school do you know what i mean so you'd be saying yeah like, be, be wary of what you're saying yeah. yeah and i think like regardless of the ethos i think whether it's you're going for maybe an SCT position or you're talking about your experiences in an SCT position yeah. as someone who has applied for an SCT position, knowing it was an SCT position and then having to talk about the ethos, like what I did in that situation, because you're not teaching the, like the growing love or the learn together or the goodness me, goodness you is you would talk about like a values thing. Yeah. So like, let's say for, for Catholic school, you might know the values that are in the school's mission statement, ideally, and be like, yeah. I know that the mission statement states that we'll say respect, love and kindness, whatever, yeah. are the core values of the school. And I would make sure they're upheld within the, the SCT space, mm-hmm. that I respect the children, the children respect me, blah, 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 blah. So like, that's how I would approach it from an SCT point of view. Yeah. Regardless of the ethos, I would know the values that are core to the ethos, obviously, and core to the mission statement that's probably on the school's website. Mm. And like, take those words, because they'll know it straight away. They'll be like, oh, they're from our mission statement. This person did research. Mm. They they care a little bit. They, they've done the time. They put in the research. Mm-hmm. So like from an SCT point of view, because you can't say, I will 
teach communion or I will teach goodness me, goodness me, because that's not part of your remit. Yeah. So unless you're covering your class for some reason, but mm-hmm. you could say that within the SCT setting, I would be sure to uphold the core values that are in place in the ethos and through the mission statement of our school, which is blah, blah, blah. This is how I do it. Building meaningful relationships, all that jazz. Yeah. Um, but then I suppose from my point of view, obviously, Haley, you're teaching in a, a Catholic school. Yeah. I am teaching in an Educate Together school and have been teaching in a few different Educate Together schools over the last three years, mm-hmm. give or take. Um, I did a year in a Catholic school, right? But three years since I've been in a Educate Together. And I suppose what I tend to do is go with the four kind of key elements of Educate Together ethos, which is inclusion, child centeredness democratically run or democracy in general and parental involvement so with regards to inclusion i would always say and like you can use this in a non-educate together setting as well of course but that you're that i would kind of talk about inclusion and diversity as one Mm -hmm. and i would say that i would ensure that my displays my resources and my library of books reflect the needs and the values and the appearances of children in my class so for example like for me i'm in a class where i don't have all white kids so my displays and my storybooks aren't full of just white kids i have a, a plethora of books that contain people of color and i have for example with regards as i was talking about pride earlier i have a set of books um that are from pop and ollie and they are all pride based so they include like not as the central point but just within the story include same-sex families or a single parent families or families that have one parent in a wheelchair or mm-hmm. do you know just the main thing with that is just saying that you will have uh, a diverse library of books a diverse like resources so for example even having dolls that aren't just like barbies that there are like ones that are in a wheelchair ones that are black or ones that are whatever can i um, can i just add to that like all these things as well like you can still say for a catholic school but you would yeah. you could say it for answering a different question so if they said to you if i was to walk into your classroom tomorrow what would i see you could say yeah well, like, this is where yeah, yeah. absolutely you saying, could definitely like, pull this in yeah you can't like it's not that you can't say this for a catholic no. school you can but it would just come under a different question. Exactly, yeah. I think it's a bit more pertinent to the ethos question for Educate Together, all right? But realistically, most schools now, even if they're not multi-religious in the sense that, like, obviously Catholic schools are predominantly Catholic kids, but it's very rare now where you go to a school which is, like, just all white. Do you know, you're bound to have kids that are, or just not even white, that they're white but come from a different background. Do you know what I mean? They might be white, but they might have a background in a different country or whatever. Yeah. That's anyway, that's the inclusion diversity, just like like Hayley said, how you would present your classroom to be inclusive. So you would yeah. have the library, the resources, the displays to reflect the needs, interests and backgrounds of the kids involved. Uh, child centeredness is kind of included in that, mm-hmm. but also that you would say that the child would be at the center of your planning, teaching, learning methodologies and differentiation and that you're not just planning generically, that you're planning with your children in mind. Mm-hmm. to ensure that they get the most of the learning in terms of democracy or democratically run um student voice is obviously a big part of that if you're going for an older class you could obviously discuss the likes of the student council or just student votes in general like for me in juniors my democracy would be in the form of like 
votes, but it would be like this or that. It wouldn't be as complicated naturally with the younger kids. Mm-hmm. I would say, okay, it could even be as small as, okay, we're going to watch something while we eat the food. Alpha blocks or number blocks, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, that's that's democracy. That's how you show like how things are democratically run, that it's not just, I'm the teacher and this is how it's going to be and you're going to sit down and you're going to like it. Like, yeah. that's obviously not going to work. Um, and then the final bit was just parental involvement. So that's a huge part of Educate Together. Yeah. It's obviously a big part of any school because yeah. under the Education Act, the parent is the primary educator of the child. But I suppose it's quite emphasised in an Educate Together sphere. So what we do in my school, for example, is uh, one day together is always the Friday before the midterm break around in October, around Halloween. Mm-hmm. And in that week, we have parents come in and read stories or talk about their jobs or talk about their backgrounds if they have a different background maybe to the majority. Um, We also have parents come in for science week. One parent came in this year and we did like a chromatography in the class with juniors, which you can imagine what's interesting. (laughs) But you know, you can talk about in that situation how you would invite parents in, how you would have an open dialogue between yourself and the parents, how you would make the communication channel is clear. So it's not a sense yeah. of, oh yeah, my door is open, walk in you ever you want. No, you need to set barriers. But just that you would say that I would have clear communication channels with the parents. They would understand when to contact me and where to contact me. And they would also understand their role in supporting their child with mm-hmm. homework or with how they can get involved to come into the class and stuff like that. Yeah, and even just talking about parents as well like they might ask like how would you have like just a separate question you could be asked about parents how would you deal with a parent that just rocks up to your class door well you would say thank you for coming however would you mind just making an appointment through the office because mm-hmm. I have my class here that I need to teach and mm-hmm. I'd love to talk and I'd love to give you the attention that you need to be able to discuss yeah. matters um and then that's also, a very common question actually yeah. is like how would you deal with an irate parent who comes to the door yeah and like with any scenario question, yeah. first I would, um, obviously in that situation you can't, but you would, you'd be like, I would follow the steps as per the policy. Yeah. You know, you always bring in the policy, can't yeah. bait the policy. Obviously you're not reading the policy in front of the parent, but like, but you I, know. I suppose a lot of people listening to this, they might have never, like, like, you know, for me this time last year, I would have never had my own role in the school. So like, um you know things that you could talk about you could say well i haven't had i haven't dealt with that situation before however you know i've worked and you know and i did summer provision or i've worked in a summer camp where i had to liaise with parents or you know i've organized a trip away with the sports team or whatever it is like it's okay to say well i've not dealt with that before but this is what i experience i have and this is what i would do do you know that's absolutely no problem exactly like where you don't have the experience don't let that be your downfall. Just explain, I don't have personal experience with this particular scenario. However, if I was faced with this scenario, this is what I would do. And that's as good an answer as giving a real life example because you can make up a real life example if you really wanted to, but you're actually better off saying, look, I haven't personally dealt with that yet in my teaching experience. However, if I was faced with that, this is what I would do. And that's still a really strong answer to give when you're starting it with that yeah um i guess the next thing we're going to chat about is about you know including like the whole school you could be asked about you know the support team you know your own teamwork skills and you know your flexibility skills as well and um, so adam i suppose what, is there anything you want to add to that 
Um, I suppose the main thing there is just like that you talk about how you can, you were able to work as part of a team and how you have done so. Mm-hmm. So like with any of these answers, it's very much like blah, 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 blah. And this is how I've shown X or whatever. Yeah. So you say I can work well in a team, for example. So I'm going to pretend like I'm re-interviewing in my school now. So I'm just going to talk about my scenario. So I can work well in a team, for example. I've worked with two other junior infant teachers this year and my SCT. We collaboratively plan every Tuesday. We sit down and we make out our plan for the week, uh, whereby we try and mirror each other as much as possible. But we both have our, we all have our own like individual plans in place based on the needs of our particular kids. But we do try and reflect the general goals as a team. That way we can use the skills of the entire team to improve the, um, the level, the quality of the plans that we're producing. So like you're emphasizing that you can be part of a team and you're also explaining how that has happened. It's really important in an interview that you emphasize experience that you have had or what you would do, as we said, in an experience. And the same thing goes for being independent. So you could say, you know, I, I can work well on my own. For example, in a previous role, I was part of a, a team of only two SCTs. Um, one catering for the junior end and one catering for the senior end. Therefore, although I was collaboratively collaboratively planning with, I can't say that word, with other teachers, I also had to make my own individual plans for the SCT setting. So you just emphasize how you can be part of a team, how you can be independent and how you can be flexible and adaptable. And a lot of teachers can say, I taught through COVID. I am flexible. Trust me on that one. Even as well, like if you've worked on, like, you know, during placement and you've worked with an SNA closely, that's teamwork. And like if you've did any like station teaching, like I'm sure you worked with, you know, either like your cooperating teacher. Again, that's teamwork. You know, these are just some examples that like to just get you thinking about things like if you did like literacy lift off, because I remember I talked about that now. I don't currently do it in the school I'm in now, but I have you know experience of it from before um and also as well like you know working closely with you know your support teacher about outlining targets for your ch- your children that are on support plans you know that's again other yeah. examples of teamwork i mean adam are looking at each other like we've 10 minutes left and we've <laughs> so much more to talk about We're so baiting through this we might well, have to do a part two we'll see well, how you we know go. i could do a part two next week with some of this stuff because i will be joining another person next week i'm not going to say who it is but adam won't be here Um, as i mentioned i'm going to see my therapist ghosted me next monday night and as Haley said before she always be a podcast after i went solo (laughs) one week so um i'm i won't be here next week because i will be hopefully laughing keeling over laughing at joanne mcnally and vogue williams in the marquee um but fear not Hayley will be here. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, well, we just kind of go to general tips. Yeah, we might go to general tips. And yeah. then the other points that we were going to talk about there, we have them saved. So you will hear them probably next week as part yeah. of next week's um, um, episode. So general tips, these are ones I wrote down. Hayley, feel free to elaborate on them. And yeah. they are quite basic, but you'd be surprised how many people forget about it. Yeah. The first one, even though it's the second on my list I've written here, drink the water. Take a breath and drink the damn water. They give you a glass of water for a reason. Like, take a second. Like, if you feel a bit flustered or a bit, oh, oh, my God. Like, 
take the water. Just say, excuse me, can I just take a drink of water before I answer that question? They won't mind. Buy they understand. All of those people listening to you are more than likely like teaching principals or former teachers or no, you know, they're well aware of how interviews are stressful. Like, mm. so I would just say, drink the water. Just drink the water, honestly. Um, another tip I have is when you're going to answer a question, like when you get asked a question, you tend to be like, oh, uh, like you tend to get a bit heightened. What I like to do is I like to repeat the question to begin my answer. So, for example, if I was to say, if I was to ask Hayley, Hayley, uh, <laughs> I, I promise you just have to repeat what I said. That's all. We didn't plan this. <laughs> so if I said to Hayley, for example, um, Hayley, in a scenario where a parent comes to your door very irate, how would you handle that situation? So in a scenario where a parent comes to my door very irate, there's a few things I would do. But first and foremost, I would look at the school's policy about this and mm -hmm. whether or not they have to make an appointment directly with myself or through the office. Um, I would also thank them for coming in and thanking for their interest in, you know, supporting their child. But at the moment, um, I can't unfortunately speak to you because I have to attend my class, but I'm really looking forward to our conversation when we sit down together and mm. we discuss the matter at hand. Was that Fair good? play, Hayley. I just wanted you to repeat the question <laughs> back to me to prove my point, but that's very good. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> um, that's really good. Um, oh, yeah. So repeat the question to begin your answer. I just think it, it buys you like two seconds to think, to so, be honest, without yeah. just sitting there like, um, like you probably, I don't know, like Hayley, how did you feel now having repeated the question back to me? Do you feel like that gave you a second to kind of formulate an answer? Yeah, but it also like, it's even like when you're doing like reading comprehensions with like my, well, like when I'm teaching my class, like with reading comprehensions, like I always praise for when they put the question or the answer into a full sentence. Yeah. Like it there just makes much more Absolutely. sense. Practice what you preach, lads. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so the next one I wrote down was dress professionally but comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I was only saying this to Haley before that I seem to be the minority here, but I don't wear a suit to an interview. Now, each to their own, I seem to be in the minority of male teachers or female teachers, I suppose, who don't wear a suit to an interview. I just find I get really uncomfortable yeah. in a suit. Like, I love a suit, don't get me wrong. But I find in an interview, like, I can get, like, quite a bit TMI, but a bit clammy and a bit, like, uh, a bit sweaty yeah. and just a bit, like, whatever. Yeah. So I prefer it. Now, I'm not here in a tracky or anything. I'm there usually in a shirt and like suit trousers of some description, but I just don't go full suit because I probably choke myself with the tie because I'm used to tying ties anyway. And I just don't need that kind of pressure in the morning of an interview. But I think you want to present yourself in a professional manner, but also you need to be comfortable because if you're not dressed comfortably, like you will probably be a bit flustered trying to answer the questions because you're too busy trying to not choke yourself with a tie or like, like, I don't know, what's the female equivalent, Hayley, for, like, just not being comfortable in, like, a dress or something? I don't know. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I wore a shirt with a with trousers. Um, yeah. Like, not like, a, not, like, a proper shirt shirt. Like, it was my big, it was my flowery shirt. Like, I just, yeah, I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm not going to fake myself. Like, and I get what you mean, mm -hmm. like, each to their own. But, like, I wore my, like, you've probably seen pictures of it. It's, like, a high neck, um... What could it be in the profile picture? Um, no, it's not. But it's like a a flowery shirt with black trousers mm -hmm. tucked in. 
yeah it's there you go like like I said you know that's professional but it's also like you were comfortable and that realistically made you perform better now probably now I know I was very lucky that the majority of my interviews due to COVID were online so I was usually wearing a shirt and then a tracksuit bottoms because you couldn't see the bottom half of me yeah <laughs> I know what you know I... nowadays that's not the case anymore well like I did interviews last year in the Gale Talks so oh, I'm Hayley I was only talking to someone about this the other day yeah. um, and I was like, Hayley was ringing me from the grave and being like, Adam, what do I do here? What's <laughs> going on? Just because it kind of got sprung on you, I remember. Not that you weren't ready for an interview, but, but like, you weren't it, ready for an interview in that particular second. Yeah, but in that setting, like it was just wrong. It was actually... It's hard to get the internet in the grave to let alone yeah. <laughs> do an interview. Like I'm just conscious but, of time um, here. So I guess... Um, the other thing which we kind of touched on earlier was don't apologize for your inexperience or lack of experiences. Exactly. Just acknowledge them and, you know, say what you would do in that situation. And that's not. Yeah, there's totally. There's no that. point in being like, I'm so sorry. Now I don't have like, like we said earlier, just say I haven't personal experience dealing with that situation. However, this is how I would deal with it. It's as important, like, Teach or the interview panel obviously want to hear what you've done, yeah. But they also were very interested in how you would handle situations because it's harder to imagine how you would handle a situation you haven't handled before, mm-hmm. like then just talking about a situation that you literally have lived through. Yeah. So it's a it's a skill in itself to be able to be hypothetical and analyze a situation that doesn't exist yeah in that particular moment yeah so just use that don't be like i'm an nqt i have no experience you were on placement for two years or four years or whatever amount of placement you did like in the b ed or the m ed or whatever and like you probably subbed mm-hmm. and you probably don't work experience like don't emphasize what you don't have emphasize what you do have and what you would do in a particular situation yeah adam what's your resource of the week I'm going to be very selfish of my resource of the week, to be honest. And it's 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 something, it's two videos. Um, you'd need the popcorn because they're quite long. Um, so over the last two years, I've been very lucky to collaborate with Maria Murphy, who is Teacher Interview Ireland, and Robbie O'Connell, who is Positive Primary Principal on Instagram, uh, to do two mock interviews over the last oh, yeah. two years. Um, in 2021, we did an Educate Together general interview. Last year, we did a Catholic school ethos for infants because at the time I knew I was going into infants, but I couldn't tell you. So we did an input one. Um, I, I can't confirm nor deny, but there are talks about a return for year three. Oh but uh, more on that later. But basically, yeah, my resource of the week is those two mock interviews because a lot of people will have not have seen an interview before. So it's really important. It's really nice for them to see like an interview take place without you being in the center of that interview, mm-hmm. you know? So they're there. If people want to watch them, they'll be in des- the description. Hayley, what is your resource of the week? My resource of the week is a few Girl Guide songs. And, you know, I was looking, I was like, what am I going to teach for music? And I was like, you know what? A few campfire songs can't go wrong. Um, I'd actually put up a story there. I'm thinking of putting up a little video of one of the songs I know, but I will link yeah. like a PDF. It's with, oh, I don't know what it's called. But anyway, there's hundreds of songs on this. And yeah. um, I'll let you take a look. But the one I do now, like the thing is, I change around the words for a few of them because of, you know as they travel through the world the the wording kind of changes so yeah the one i did was i like the flowers i like the daffodils and um 
yeah, my class seemed to have really enjoyed it. And we did some round singing with Make New Friends. But keep the old one is silver and the other is gold. So that worked out really well. And I suppose we're going to wrap it up there for the this episode, episode 40. I just can't believe it. So if you want to share this episode with your friends, make sure to give it a follow on Spotify. Give us a follow over on Instagram at the teacher cast is the podcast page. And then I'm Haley at the teacher student and Adam is Mr. Underscore Mentor underscore. We would really appreciate it. And we look forward to chatting to you guys next week with another lovely episode. And actually, unfortunately, Adam's not going to be in next week's episode, but the week after he'll be back. And yeah, I'm going to have a special guest on next week, hopefully. So do keep your eyes and ears peeled. And like always, thanks so much for all your support.